Welcome to Return to Ease, the show where we talk about different ways to live with more intention. Each week, we will discuss different ways to learn how to nourish our mind, body, and soul. I'm your host, Rachel Pecora. I'm a licensed massage therapist and a John F. Barnes-trained myofascial release therapist. I am passionate about living an authentic life and want to help you return to ease. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Return to Ease. Today, it is cold, and I am listening to my body by drinking a cup of hot tea in my favorite cup. And we are going to talk about the mind-body connection while I drink my tea. So what does that even mean? What is the mind-body connection? So our mind and body is made up of all of our thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and attitudes. What we think can positively and negatively affect our biological functions. The mind can affect how healthy the body is. Our mind is made up of thoughts, emotions, beliefs, and images. Some of these can be conscious or unconscious thoughts without understanding how each can be a positive or negative felt experience in the body. So for instance, anxiety that you have that's coming up about a deadline at work causes the body to produce stress hormones. This increase in hormones are meant to last a short amount of time just to get us through the event. But long-term stress can affect how the body responds to those everyday stressors and the nervous system isn't getting a chance to catch up. Become stuck in fight or flight mode where it's just always going, go, go, go. Something like myofascial release or other forms of body work cause a hit of dopamine, serotonin, endorphins, and oxytocin in the body. Those hormones are related to something pleasurable. They cause the nervous system to regulate and go into more of a rest and digest state where everything is calm and everything is good. So the nervous system, our endocrine system, our immune system, the organs and emotions all share the same chemical language, which is part of our ground substance in the extracellular matrix in our body. And that carries the signals throughout the body. It helps the cells to communicate with each other. And uh, the ground substance is actually part of our fascial system. It's what makes us spongy. So this is why I love body work. I love myofascial release because it really helps keep the body grounded and it helps us to listen to our mind-body connection better. So when we're working with the fascial system, we're working with the collagen and elastin fibers, but also that ground substance, which is in the extracellular matrix. And it is affecting the way that these hormones and chemicals go through our body to help us regulate our nervous system better. So I'm a huge fan of body work for that reason. But I think there's another portion to our mind-body connection as well that is outside of body work. And a lot of it is self-work that we have to do for ourselves. Um, Most of us have a lot of practice beliefs that may no longer serve us. So I like to offer this. If you think something will or won't work, then you're right. 
if you're trying to heal, but you only ever offer yourself negative words, actions, or thoughts, you're probably less likely to see change. But this is okay. Nothing has gone wrong. We can definitely bring more awareness into our body. It takes time to practice new thoughts to help regulate the, the nervous system. So the body work component is great. It's a part of our healing journey, but we also have to work on our thoughts, the things that we tell ourselves daily, the parts that are practiced so much that we don't even realize that we're saying them to ourselves. And so for the last couple of years, I've been working on my thoughts a lot more. I've been practicing more awareness with what I'm thinking. And it was really hard for me because a lot of times I felt so busy in my head. I had all these thoughts that were just practiced. So I would think the same things over and over again. And I didn't even realize that they were a constant occurrence in my life. I was just like holding myself back from all of these things. It was really hard too, because I felt really busy in my mind. Like it was just so much chaos going on upstairs. Some days are still like that, but I've been able to regulate myself a lot better and I'm able to see the things that are a pattern for me. So I'm able to make some changes. Some days are easier than others, but it does take practice and it does take time. So you may feel stuck or you might feel like a go, go, go all the time. and You find it hard to come to stillness. And maybe that's because you're practiced at being on the go all the time. You haven't practiced stillness. That can be different for each person. Maybe you're used to stillness and you feel stuck. and You haven't practiced enough movement. So I would encourage you to practice some movement in your body and some stillness. You can set a timer and try a few minutes of stillness and then try a few minutes of movement. You can move your hands and your wrists in small circles and see how that feels in your body. Does this feel like something I need in my body? Does my body want more movement like this? You can also move a different part of your body if that feels better for you. If you feel like you are enjoying this movement and the movement feels great, honor that. Keep doing that. We need to listen to those things more and more until those signals become stronger and stronger in the body. So if you feel like just jumping up and down and doing jumping jacks, then maybe you need to do some jumping jacks. So you can practice that and see what movement feels like. You can speed the movement up. You can slow it down. You can try moving your whole body and just kind of flow back and forth and see what the feeling feels like with more movement. For stillness, you can place a hand on your heart or you can place one hand on the back of your head and the other on your forehead. Whatever feels right for you. Those are really comforting places to bring some awareness to stillness. So you can try those first. But if there's something else that feels better and you feel more called to that, do that. And with that notice, like, how does the stillness feel? Does it feel calming and comforting? Does it make you feel uncomfortable? Maybe you're not used to sitting 
and touching your chest or putting a hand on the back of your head or your forehead. Those aren't practiced all the time, so it can feel different for each person. So you can play with the two and notice what feels like you need more. Do you need more movement or do you need more stillness? Maybe you feel stillness as being stuck or maybe stillness just feels like exhaustion because we don't honor the part of our body that needs rest. We can honor the duality of both though. I need rest right now and I also need more movement. And most of us weren't conditioned to follow if we needed more movement or stillness. You know, as children, children, they're, you know, running around, playing, just going wild, very, very busy. And they don't think twice about it. But as parents, sometimes, you know, the kids can't be running around all of the time. So we have to tell them like, okay, time to rest. But they really just want to run around still. They haven't come to the part where they're ready for stillness. So do you need more movement? Really feel what movement you do. Maybe you move all the time. Are you moving constantly while you're at work? Do you have a fidgety habit? Are you bouncing your leg or tapping your pen at your desk? Are you moving because you need more movement or because you're restless? And sometimes it's okay to have both. Sometimes the movement is helpful. It helps us to regulate our nervous system in a different way. And other times it's because we don't know stillness yet. And it's not comfortable yet to be still. Or sometimes we haven't given ourselves permission to move. We have to be still. We have to be quiet don't want anyone to hear us. So we stop moving. But movement is important. So sometimes we feel like we need to shake our bodies out. That is great insight. If you feel like you need to shake your body, by all means, shake your body. But either way, they can be different if you're not practiced with both of them. Stillness sometimes means we have to feel, and that might not be a practiced feeling at this point. Or maybe we're not ready to fully feel yet. Sometimes there are negative beliefs around stillness. And if we're not go, go, go all of the time, then we're not being productive enough. We're not contributing enough. We're not doing enough. Those are also practice beliefs. We can feel like we always have to be going so that we don't feel like we're not enough. And sometimes we're not equipped to feel because it feels like overwhelm. And that's why it's great to practice moments of stillness and moments of movement in the body. And with practice, we can give ourselves the possibility to choose between movement or stillness. So sometimes it's helpful to add small amounts of movement into something that you are already doing. For instance, watching TV. 
So while you're watching your show, you could try moving your wrists around a little bit. You could try rolling your shoulders around. Maybe you roll your ankles around. Maybe you just make circles with your neck. And just see if movement feels good for you while you're doing something that you would already be doing. Or when you're watching TV, you could put a hand on your heart or wherever it feels right. You can cradle the head and the neck to bring more intention to your body as a form of self-soothing. This one's really helpful for me. I like to place my hand on the back of my head, the base of my head, and one hand on my forehead. And I just feel, I have an intention of feeling between my hands. Obviously, I can't really feel what's going on between them because one hand is touching my forehead and one hand is touching the back of my head. But I can have a sense of the space in between my hands. Sometimes that's enough. It's just a comforting touch to your your own body. And also sometimes bringing in something kind to yourself, some words. So you can say something like, I'm here for you, or I feel you. And something kind like that to our body, when we say it to ourselves, can go a long way in self-regulating. Really can bring you back into your body. Oh, yes, that's right. I'm in here. I feel me in here. And just that acknowledgement can be enough some days. Okay, well, this is a short one today, but this is where I leave you with some things to help regulate your nervous system. It's important to honor our needs and honor our body. And when we start honoring these parts of us that are asking all of the time for us to listen, when we actually start to listen, we really do make a connection with our body. We really start to listen and the little things that we haven't been able to hear become more practiced until we can hear them louder and louder. And then once they're practiced enough, you automatically will know, oh, that's what my body is telling me. I know this feeling and I know how I can regulate this in my body so that I don't feel so overwhelmed. But these take time to practice and implement. Eventually, It will help you live with a bit more intention in your life. And these little bits of intention daily that we practice help us to live our authentic life. So this podcast is not designed to replace any medical attention. And if you are struggling with overwhelm and you don't have the tools in your wheelhouse to self-regulate, I would encourage you to speak with a licensed mental health provider. And if there are other topics you'd like to hear about, please let me know. Okay, we'll chat soon, friends. Thanks for listening to Return to Ease. Before you go, show some love for this podcast by leaving a review. I'd love to hear from you and stay tuned for the next episode.